0: This is Living Health Live on 1450 and 95.9 WOL and worldwide on WOLDCnews.com. Living Health Radio is your ticket to a lifetime of good health. Here are your hosts, Dr. Stephanie and Tom Chaney.
1: Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Tom Chaney and this is Living Health Live. Joining me on the show as well as in life and in our practice, Living Health Integrative Medicine is my wife, Dr. Stephanie Chaney. We are your trusted source for the latest information to help you get and stay healthy naturally. We are super excited to be joining you weekly to take you on an adventure of a lifetime, your lifetime of great health. You're going to get some information and instructions on how to live a better and healthier life free of chronic diseases like type 2 diabetes, neuropathy, autoimmunity, pain, arthritis, and so much more. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about some of our top strategies for type 2 diabetics to help improve their condition. These strategies are straight out of our book, Defeat Diabetes, the 33 Effective Strategies to End Diabetes Before It Ends You. And we're going to be um, touching on four, four strategies that we, we talk with just about every patient with. And um, so, Dr. Steph, let's get right into it because we've got a lot to cover and the first the first topic i want to i want to tackle is eating on a schedule so we go through this mm-hmm. with many of our, our diabetics all of them
0: yeah mm-hmm. uh, in fact any of our functional medicine or nutrition patients that our nutritionists work with it's a basic thing that has to be handled is the schedule the eating schedule so you know we live a very hectic life in this country and people are running around and working two sometimes three jobs go, and go, 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 kids, go. kids, yeah all these responsibilities and uh, they don't have time to eat um, so they're either missing breakfast or they're skipping lunch and they're they're getting a breakfast but they're so busy throughout the day that they can't eat until dinner until um, they're absolutely starving uh, or, you know, they're, they're missing a nighttime snack. or you know, whatever it is. And so what that does for a diabetic, if you're trying to regulate your sugars and trying to get your diabetes reversed, um, it really messes with your sugars. Your sugars can either get too low, too high. Um, and what shocks people that are diabetic is they'll measure their sugars before dinner, especially diabetics that are taking insulin, they're measuring their sugars before most meals. And, you know, they haven't eaten all day. They haven't eaten since breakfast, and their sugar before dinner is 200. Well, Dr. Stebb, why is that? Well, because what happens is you, you actually at some point probably got a little low, and the system went into hunger mode, and, you know, now you're releasing these hormones that are kind of putting in this sort of panic you know, um, adrenaline-type reaction to the body, and you compensate by shooting up sugars even higher. Like, you start releasing sugars yourself, um, eating off your own body, if you will, uh, to try to get that sugar into the bloodstream, and unfortunately, you get this rebound high because by the time the sugar registers normal that hormone system that has kicked the sugars out it's still going for a while because the hormones are circulating in the system for a while and you end up with a 200 you know sugar having not eaten all day before dinner and so it it, for us to really help people reverse their diabetes and get their sugars down to where they can come off some of these medications you have to be eating on a regular schedule
1: now we, we talked Going back to our previous episode, we talked about type 2 diabetes and we talked about some of the common treatment methods, the conventional methods, we talked about our approach to this disease. Now, for listeners out there, how do they know that they're even diabetic? As far as the... How do they know if they're diabetic or not?
0: Well, you have to get blood work done, right? It should be part of your annual physical. Um, So what
1: are they going to look at?
0: Yeah. You know, routine blood work usually will do a blood glucose. That's a sugar level. It should be below 100. We target, you know, about 90, uh, 85, 90. Um, Not as routine as hemoglobin A1C, um, which I think it should be part of screening for any adult um, because we've got what's the stat? About half a million people in this country right now are either pre-diabetic or diabetic. So, but 100
1: population. so There's there's about 30 million type two diabetics. About 98 million. So. Yeah, you're right. It's an epidemic, so we all need to know our numbers.
0: Right. So hemoglobin A1c, what that is, is a percentage of red blood cells that are damaged by blood sugar. That's what the blood marker will tell you. Um, and according to the ADA, which is the American Diabetic Association, uh, you want your hemoglobin A1c to be below 5.7%. So below 5.7% is considered not diabetic. If you're over 57 up to 6.4%, you're considered pre-diabetic. And then if you're over 6.4%, you get diagnosed with diabetes and you're usually put on medication. So our goal when we're talking reversal is to get people's hemoglobin A1C down to 6.0% or below and them to not have to be on medication. But the schedule is its a big struggle for a lot of people. It's a constant struggle for our nutritionists to keep people on track because it's just such an easy thing to slip out. Um, you know, one deviation from your routine schedule can <laughs> throw your eating schedule off, but it can be enough to really throw the sugars out of whack. Um, and having sugars crash too low and b- bounce around, that could be just as damaging for that hemoglobin A1C and for your insulin receptors as you know as eating too much food. So, um, do you want
1: me to go over what the schedule? Well, let's well. So the the idea behind eating on a schedule is to prevent those swings. So you don't get too high or too low, so we're getting things stable. Now, there's some other strategies tied in that we're not going to get into, but um, I just want to, you know, this this strategy is number three in our book. And on page 29, we actually, we lay out a sample schedule. And, um, you know, the sample schedule that we lay out here is you wake up at 6.30, you have breakfast at 7, you have a snack at 10, lunch at 12.30, you have a snack at 3.30, dinner at 6, and then bedtime is
0: 10.30. Yeah, so uh, the general rule, because not everybody lives that same schedule, right? The general rule is um, within an hour of waking up, you want to have breakfast. We'll talk about what, what breakfast should be, uh, I think, today's episode as well. Um, and then uh, throughout the day, you need to target um, eating something. Um, obviously following the rules but uh, every two to three hours that's the ideal for someone to get their sugars stable. Um, There's other things that you can tinker with later as sugars are coming down but if you're trying to get things standardized and regulated to the point where you can eventually be weaned off uh, medication or insulin you've got to be eating something every two to three hours. Um, If you go longer than that when you're in the initial stages of trying to reverse your diabetes then you're going to end up with destabilized sugars and it, it, the body's just chasing its tail
1: all day. Alright, so that's strategy number one. So we got to get um, eating on a schedule. We have to get that down. Strategy number two that we want to talk about. This is actually um, so it's number five in our book and the strategy is to stop counting calories and to follow Dr. Steph's plate rule. And we put that in there because so many patients come into our office and they, they are told that they need to start counting their calories, counting their carbs. So let's talk about what, how this is different.
0: Yeah, you know, we, try, we, try, we work with a lot of different patients that um, you know, have a lot of different background as far as their comfort level and in, in analyzing food and reading labels and it just gets to be such a science project for most people, it's just too much to deal with, so they just don't, right? take your medication and eat what you want so the plate rule is we kind of created this from you know various sources and research that we've you know um read and implemented in our practice over the years it's just an easy guide for anybody to use whether we work with someone who's got diabetes or autoimmune or they're you know they have neuropathy or they just want to live like you and i live basically <laughs> they want to have a healthy healthy life um we call it dr steph's plate rule so three meals a day breakfast lunch and dinner you just look at your plate and visualize what should be on it and nothing else should be on it but that, right? So especially with uh, diabetes reversal, you want to have about three to six ounces or a quarter of your plate. So roughly a quarter of the plate, standard dinner size plate, meal-sized plate, should be some good quality protein source, three to six ounces roughly. So we're talking about grass-fed meats, free-range poultry, wild fish you know, free-range eggs, that type of thing. So we're talking about some type of of a meat or fish or poultry type protein. Um, The rest of the plate, 75% should be vegetable. And what we do is we kind of narrow that down a little bit more and we say a quarter of the plate, 25% of your vegetables should be or could be a starch vegetable. So the starchy vegetables are more like the root vegetables. And that's all laid out in the book, this full food list so you can see what those are. But, you know, like sweet potato, carrots, beets, um, those are the the vegetables that store more sugar. So we want to limit those a little bit. So half a cup or roughly a quarter of your plate could be that. And then the other 50% would be what we call sticks and leaves type vegetables. So your lettuce, broccoli, cauliflower, celery, cucumber, peppers, things like that. and you you can if you're struggling in the beginning with the diabetes and even a sweet potato might cause your sugars to go up in the beginning as well, you can take that off and have no starch and just fill the entire plate so 75 percent of it could be sticks and leaves very very important you notice there's no grain on the plate there's no beans on the plate there's no fruit on the plate <laughs> it's just a lot of vegetable um and people get concerned about maintaining energy and whatnot you need to be putting good amounts of Fats on that plate and that's a huge thing to keep sugar stable and to keep your brain happy and not craving and so we recommend an olive oil dressing um cooking with coconut oil using avocados things that are are oily and fatty um and being pretty liberal with it so we actually kind of recommend eating a little bit more high fat um because of how we structure that plate so that's the that's what you do for breakfast lunch and dinner people say well i'm supposed to eat that for breakfast What about cereal? Like all the breakfast foods that are out there. Yeah, all the, (laughs) or Pop Tarts or donuts or muffins or bagels. Everything is basically what is not on this plate. But if you're going to reverse your diabetes, you've got to eliminate those for a while. And we'll get into specifics in a moment. I just say whatever you eat for dinner, just make extra, reheat for breakfast. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, that's the easiest way to do it. Um, And we've
1: got some other strategies in the book to make it a little bit easier to to kind of gradiently introduce this concept.
0: Right. Yeah, there's no law. Anywhere that says you can't have steak for breakfast. <laughs> so, you know, we are encouraging these types of foods for breakfast. Now, your your snacks in between, that's where you put your fruit, um, your nuts. If you are eating grains, um, obviously we recommend gluten free, but that's where you would put your grains or your beans. So it could be a hummus or a bean dip or a bean salad, half a cup of that could be a snack. You'd put your fruit, your blueberry, um, whatever, if you're having like a nut-fruit combination. So that's where you put those. And the reason why we structured it that way, so you're still getting the carbohydrates from beans, nuts, grains, and fruits, but they're limited. You can still enjoy them in your snacks. Um, and they're not on the main meal plate, which means you're not going to get an excess of sugar in one meal, which causes the sugars to spike. That's absolutely key. So, the main sugar that you're going to get on your main meal would be from a starchy vegetable like carrots or sweet potato. But, you know, the typical American plate, if you look at it, usually has corn as a vegetable, by the way, everyone, all the listeners out there. Corn is not a vegetable, it's a grain and it's how you fatten up cows before slaughter. It's full of sugar, and there's a whole other slew of issues with corn. But that's put on the plate as a vegetable. And then white potato, and then there's a roll where there's pasta and rice, right, or bread or something. So you got all this carbohydrate, and maybe you got a side of beans or something. So you've got way too much carbohydrate on the plate at one time, and that is ultimately what causes, that ultimately is what causes the spikes
1: yeah, and you can't let other people dictate and control what goes on your plate. So you know whether you're going out to dinner, whether you're going to a family member's house, um, if you're a diabetic and you want to reverse this disease, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to change your routines, change your habits, you're gonna have to dictate what you're putting into your body. That's the first step is you can't keep putting, Um, fuel on the fire that's going on internally.
0: Right, and you know eating out kind of scares people when they're working with us early on and we just say just follow the plate rule. You've got the visual right? One quarter protein 75% vegetable uh, a quarter of that could be your starch so you know you gotta like um, look at the menu and just plate rule it. So if something comes with rice or potato just ask for extra broccoli you know just make it look like what the plate is supposed to look like as, as far as the visual goes.
1: Right. So um, what we're going to do is in, when we get back from the break, we're going to take a break here, but um, what I want to talk about is kind of taking this to the next step and some of the things that we do in the office to really customize the plate rule. And we'll, we'll touch on some of the food testing, some of the other um, strategies that we use. But this is um, this is the first step. So you got to eat on schedule. Um, that's step number one. We went through exactly what to do there. The next step is, you know, you got to stop counting your calories and really stick to the plate rule. So you're listening to Living Health Live. I'm Dr. Tom Cheney, and we'll be right back after this. <laughs> Tom Chaney and this is Living Health Live. Joining me on the show is Dr. Stephanie Chaney and today we've been talking about strategies for type 2 diabetics. Um, Just want to let you guys know we are your trusted source for getting and staying healthy naturally. We went through a couple of the strategies for um, helping diabetics improve their condition. We talked about eating on a schedule. We talked about stop counting calories and start following Dr. Steph's plate rule. And these, both of these strategies are in our book, Defeat Diabetes, 33 Effective Strategies to End Diabetes Before It Ends You. Um, You can get that on our website. That's mylivinghealth.com. And you can also get that on Amazon. So, um, so we were talking about, the plate rule, we were, we were discussing that. And what I want to talk about now is like taking that to the next level and how we do that in our practice where we're looking at really customizing and individualizing each nutrition plan for each individual patient in the practice.
0: Right. So, um, are you talking about the plate rule or? Well some of the testing, testing that we do yeah.
1: that really that really takes it to the next level.
0: Yeah so in the you know um, there's no one diet fits all uh, and everyone's got different immune reactions to different foods and what we're finding is that um, those reactions cause an inflammatory reaction in the body and inflammation in the body is what ultimately can cause sugars to go up um, there's a whole cascade of events that cause that, but so, you know, one of, the, um, one of the things that can fuel the sugars being high because of inflammation is food intolerances. They're not really allergies, like if you had a peanut allergy and you you know had an anaphylactic shock and you did EpiPen, we're talking about a different type of um, reaction uh, with a different type of immune cell. Um, but it's a delayed reaction and it can cause sugars to go high and stay high for days or weeks. And so we do uh, food allergy or food intolerance testing, um, antigen testing in the office, and we test about, you know, anywhere from 100 to 150 different foods, some food chemicals that are commonly found in um, food, edibles, and skin products and whatnot. So um, it's important because then we we can take that information along with what we know, Uh, sugar-wise needs to come out initially to reverse diabetes, but we can individualize and customize a a food list for a patient. So the patient gets a grocery list, basically, of all the foods that they can eat that are safe, that are not going to trigger an immune reaction, and then trigger sugars to go high. Eventually, later on down the road, some of those things can be brought back in, and they can test for it and see it. So they bring a food in that they've been off for a while, and they've gotten their sugars really nice, and they're down in the 80s and 90s, and then they eat this food, and all of a sudden, boom! You know, they wake up the next morning, and they were 160. Oh well, you know, last night I tried bringing back this particular food. Um, you know, well, they may not want to eat that food anymore. <laughs> so they get a, a much better map uh, with the food list that we give them, with the testing, and they get, they get, they're able to control it and see it and understand. Why sugars are high and why they're not, and so they can they get the roadmap for themselves. Versus, you know, before they come into the program, their sugars are in the two three hundreds and they have no idea why. Right. So they just we don't even know where to look. They don't they don't care to look. It's just it's a complicated mess.
1: Yeah, in the office they get a customized nutrition plan, and not only that, but we're tailoring the we use natural supplements, vitamins, minerals, and herbs to really handle the root causes of their disease. And that's how we're able to reverse this condition. And that's what um, our program is about in the office. And we're going to get into a couple more strategies here. But for those of you listening that um, are ready to take the next step and you guys are interested in learning more about our program and the practice, we do uh, public educational seminars. These are free seminars um, for the public. Our goal is to, we want to reverse a million Um, and help a million diabetics reverse their disease by the year 2020. Uh, That's our target. That's our goal. Part of that um, is through our seminars, is educating patients. So we have a few seminars coming up this Saturday, June 3rd in Largo um, at the Doubletree. We've got a seminar at 10 a.m. So you can call the office at 888-514-4771. You can also go to our website. It's DiabetesReversalSeminar.com and you can also register online. Um, So that's our next seminar. So um, jump on that. Now let's talk about the next strategy. So in our book, it's strategy number 12. And that strategy is to go grain free, then stay gluten free. So, um, So let's talk about that.
0: Yeah. Because um, it used to be the base of the food pyramid was to eat 6 to 11 servings of grain a day. But there's a lot of problems with grain. Um, and it's very high in carbohydrate and the way that it's, it's processed into a lot of um, foods that we eat, flour-based type foods, you know, cookies, cakes, cereal, pasta, things like that. Um, it becomes very uh, easy sugar spikers. So sugars are high, high glycemic foods, which means that it can very, very easily spike your sugar. Um, so because of the sugar content and the ease with which it spikes the sugars, we recommend in the beginning when you're trying to reverse your diabetes, one of the strategies is to go completely grain-free. So that whole plate rule that we just talked about does that for you. You don't have to think about it. Just follow the plate rule. It does it for you. You will be full if you follow the plate rule because people get worried <laughs> they're going to lose half their plate of food and you know be starving, but that's not the case. Um, the other reason to look at taking grains out is uh, there are some grains that have inflammatory proteins, proteins that cause inflammation in the body. And if you're having an inflammatory reaction, that will cause sugars to go up and they can stay up for quite a while, um, long after you've eaten that food. There are proteins in the, in the grains called lectins. That can be a, uh, an inflammatory protein. And there's also proteins in some of the grains called gluten. The main one being in wheat, but also it's found in um, barley, spelt, um, and rye. So, you know, uh, most grain products are processed with some type of wheat um, and have gluten in it. And uh, we do some pretty extensive testing in the office to determine if you're gluten intolerant, not necessarily celiac, but if you're gluten reactive, even without celiac disease. Um, And then are you also having... Reactions that are gluten type reactions to other grains and other foods. And so we can tell exactly which ones that you'll be better to bring back in later if your sugars are doing great. Maybe you're not reacting to rice, so brown rice can come back in later. Maybe you're not reacting to quinoa or um, millet or, you know, whatever. And so, um, but in the beginning, we just say, you know what, take out all the grain and then if you're doing well and you're feeling good and the sugars are coming down and you want to experiment with bringing some grains in then we recommend you you at least try the gluten-free grains first if you're if you're not in a position to get testing done that's the way that i would do it i would take out all grains see how things go and then test the grains as you come back in if and when you bring grains back in you should keep them in the snack zone (laughs) if you put them on your meal plate then they should replace the starch you don't want Grain plus starch vegetable like sweet potato because again then you're just putting too much carbohydrate and sugar on the plate at one time. So um, uh, and you want to limit your serving to about a half a cup. So a serving of grain would be half a cup. So half a cup cooked brown rice, half a cup of cooked quinoa, whatever it is a you know gluten free you know piece of bread or something like that. Whatever you decide that you're going to bring back in. So. Um, so yeah, the tip is basically if you're really working to reverse your diabetes, you want to take the grains out completely, and then um, you can you can test them or keep them out. If you're gonna keep if you're gonna bring them back, you gotta you gotta at least try to stick with
1: gluten free. Yeah, and so um, we get into more detail in our book, um, lose the gluten, lose your gut, ditch the grain, save your brain. We wrote that book because it was just so um, popular and trendy. A lot of people were talking about gluten and what is it and we talk more about that in in the book so if you want more details you can definitely check that out now the last um strategy we want to talk about is we want to talk about um, getting rid of the pink packets the yellow packets blue packets so what we're talking about there is these artificial sweeteners so what do they do to the body well, you know, that's
0: a common recommendation um, for diabetics is to is to switch everything from, you know, sugary-filled to sugar-free. And sugar-free usually means artificially sweetened. Um, and so the problem is some of the research is showing that they're very, very destructive to the gut bacteria in your intestines and the balance and that... that that this balance with the the gut bacteria directly causes sugars and insulin resistance to go up. So, in fact, these artificial sweeteners, they end up contributing to diabetes. And there was a study that was published in the Journal of Clinical Nutrition um, back in 2013, and what it showed was consumption of one 12-ounce diet soda per week increases your risk of becoming diabetic by 33%. So what if you're already diabetic and you're not just... There's no way you're consuming just one diet product per week. You're consuming, you know, multiple diet products per day because that's the one thing that you were basically told was a safe thing to use and you were encouraged um, to use it, you know, sweet and low, you know, some of those artificial sweeteners. So um, we tell you to get rid of those completely. If you're going to use a sweetener um, as a diabetic, if you're trying to reverse your diabetes, then you can stick with things like Stevia um, or something called Lohan fruit or monk fruit extract. Those will not mess with sugars. They're completely natural and they're very, very sweet. So that's your, that's your alternative.
1: So we've just uh, touched on four different strategies for type 2 diabetics. These are all out of our book, Defeat Diabetes, 33 Effective Strategies to End Diabetes Before It Ends You. I want to remind the listeners that we do have a couple of uh, seminars coming up. These are free seminars to educate you on the approach that we take to reversing type 2 diabetes. We have one this Saturday, June 3rd in Largo. You can call 888-514-4771. Visit diabetesreversalseminar.com where you can also register. You've been listening to Living Health Live with me, Dr. Tom Cheney and Dr. Stephanie Cheney of Living Health Integrative Medicine. Be sure to check us out next week where we're going to be talking more about diabetes and we're going to have a special guest, Mr. Holloway Coates, talking about how he reversed his type 2 diabetes.